Hey friends, welcome back to the Love and Relationships Podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Faleta, and I'm so glad you're tuning into these candid conversations about love, sex, dating, singleness, and marriage. For those of you who don't know me or are tuning in for the first time, I'm a licensed professional counselor and author specializing in relationship issues. I also run the relationship advice blog, truelovedates.com, reaching millions of people with the message that healthy people make healthy relationships. If you've tuned into the podcast before, you know it's a hotline style show, meaning people call in or write in with their relationship questions, and I answer them on this show in short, practical, bite-sized answers. If you have a question that you want me to answer on the show, send it via email or voice memo to Deborah at truelovedates.com or check out my podcast page, truelovedates.com slash love and relationships. And I'll do my best to get it answered on one of the episodes. So let's get started. Hi, Deborah. My name is Danny from St. Louis. And I had a question I wanted to share. I'm reading through your first book, True Love Dates, and upon reaching the section that talks about the different kinds of trust that people have, I am realizing that I am a free, trusting kind of person. I can definitely see the harm in it, as you state in that chapter, where we believe in people almost to a fault, and I've been burned by that in the past, and so my question for you is how can I still believe in people without being burned? And how can I adapt my mindset to more of a fences trusting approach so that I can not risk so much in the future? Thanks. Danny, thanks so much for asking that question and for your insight. And I love that you're doing your homework, reading True Love Dates. That's so exciting. And this is a question that I really want to address today because it's something that's on the minds of a lot of people. Trust issues come up often, and it's something that I hear from on a regular basis. And like Danny said, how can you still believe in people yet protect yourself from getting burned? You know, there's there's two ends of the spectrum where people are either completely jaded or they end up getting burned time and time again. And so there's got to be a balance there. And that's something I want to dig a little deeper as we talk about trust today. Um, For those of you who haven't read True Love Dates, let me kind of break down a little bit of what Danny was referring to. In True Love Dates, I talk about how there's three types of people when it comes to trust. And here's the thing about trust. It's not something that just happens overnight. You don't wake up one morning and all of a sudden you either trust people or you don't. Your ability to trust is something that's formed and developed in you since since you were little, since childhood, based on the interactions that you have with people, based on your experiences of people, and all of those things impact the kind of person you are when it comes to trust. So Regarding trust, there are usually three kinds of people. The first kind I call the walls. And walls are people who are emotionally unavailable. You've probably heard that term in counseling or psychology. I use that term a lot to describe people who are a little bit more withdrawn, a little bit more cautious and careful with their emotions. Typically, walls are people who have been hurt by someone significant in their lives And their ability to trust is limited because deep down, they believe that no one can actually be trusted. You know, they've been hurt so many times that they just don't even really think that trust is possible. So they have their guard up, they have their wall 
up and maybe they've experienced a few devastating interactions or maybe they were interactions that weren't devastating, but they were, they were hurtful and harmful, like little things that just kind of add up. But at the end of the day, they're left with emotional wounds that haven't fully healed. You know, when you're hurt by trusted people throughout your life, you can easily become a wall. You can easily become the type of person who will do anything to protect themselves from getting hurt again, even if that means isolation, you know, even if that means staying away from people and not allowing yourself to get too close, building those emotional walls to keep yourself safe and secure. Um, refraining from that give and take of healthy relationships because you just don't want to put yourself out there, you know, because at the end of the day, you truly believe it's just not going to end well. So why even bother? Walls are people who may seem like they're protected, but on the inside, they're usually hurting and afraid and dealing with the pain of isolation because walls keep people out. The second type that we're going to talk to, we're going to go to the other end of the spectrum. And we're going to talk about people who are free. That's what Danny talked about in this question. The free are people who would basically say, there's no such thing as boundaries, you know, come as you are. They love people and they believe in people and they believe the best. And they're the type of people who jump into relationships without hesitation, without caution, you know, like I'm going to trust you unless you show me that you're not trustworthy in some way, shape or form. I'm going to go ahead and trust you. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to love you. I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to hope in you. Even if you harm me sometimes, I'll keep hoping and keep believing for the best and keep seeing you for the potential of who you could be rather than who you are today. You could say that the free trust people to a fault and ultimately they end up paying the price by sacrificing themselves because they give people the benefit of the doubt. Anyone's free to come and go. And When you are a free person emotionally in that way, unfortunately, you can end up hurt. You can end up bruised. You can end up betrayed. You can end up misled because you allowed your heart to get entangled with the wrong kind of people, with people that weren't actually trustworthy. And lastly are the fences. The fences are people who are emotionally healthy. When you think of a fence, you know, think of your house perimeter. A fence lets the good people in and keeps the bad ones out. You know, this may sound harsh, but fences have the mentality that people are guilty until they're proven innocent. Unlike the free who assume you're innocent until you're proven guilty, fences will say, I don't know that you're trustworthy until you show me that you're trustworthy. So they're willing to let people in, but people have to prove themselves first. They expect people to prove themselves. Fences see trust as a privilege, something that you earn. It's not a right. It's not something I just give you. It's something that you have to earn. And instead of just relying on someone's empty words or empty promises, They're going to make sure that enough time passes and enough actions pass that reveal this person's true character. Fences keep out people that are unknown because they might be dangerous, yet they open their gates and their hearts to people who've demonstrated that they can be trusted. Fences are in a safe 
and healthy place and they engage with people as trust is earned. So how do you become a fence? That's the question today. And how do you believe in people yet still keep your guard up to a place that is keeping you safe and keeping you away from people who have the potential to hurt you? Let's dive into that a little bit today. When it comes to building trust, I'm going to talk you through five important things to build trust. And and this is what you're going to be looking for in a relationship in, in which you're trying to build trust. But this is also what you're going to be giving when you are trying to show someone that you are trustworthy. Number one, to build trust, actions have to equal words. It's really important for you to do what you say you're going to do. You know, I like to put it like this, say what you mean, and then do what you say. Your actions and your words have to go hand in hand. If you're in a relationship where you're seeing a lot of words, but a little bit of action, that is something to be cautious of because actions will equal words when somebody is trustworthy. And it's important for people to do what they say and, and for you to surround yourself with people who are actually walking the talk and you're seeing consistency in what they say they're going to do and what they actually do. Number two, to build trust, you need a communication. Communication, 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 a whole lot of communication. It's important to be on the same page when you're in a relationship. And part of doing that is being able to communicate all the different levels of conversation. I mentioned the different levels of conversation in both of my books, but you know, the, the, the most superficial level of conversation where you're talking about facts, a little bit deeper where you're talking about your opinions and ideas, a little bit deeper where you're talking about your emotions, and even deeper than that when you're talking about your spiritual life and, and what God is doing in your life. You have got to see the fruit of healthy communication if you want to build trust and to be able to make sure that you and your partner are on the same page and all the different topics that come up, things you disagree on, opinions you have, ideas you have, you have got to get good at interacting in a healthy way because communication is always going to build trust. And the more you have of it, the better your trust will be. Number three, honesty is how you build trust in a relationship. So not only do you have to be consistent and say what you mean and do what you say. And not only do you have to be consistent in your investment in conversation and communication, but you've got to be consistent in your honesty. You know, I always say how trust is like a chain and, you know, it could take years to build it up with with all these little things that you're doing and, and all these little links that you're working towards to build the chain of honesty and the chain of trust. And the second one of those chains is broken. The second one of those links is broken. The entire chain suffers. So that's the thing about it. We're not talking about honesty in big things. We're we're talking also about honesty in little things, little and big. I mean, the scope of our honesty has to be the standard that we apply to small things and the standard that we apply to big things. Whether we're talking about what we think and believe or who we've been with or what we've been doing, you have got to display honesty and expect honesty, full 100% honesty in a relationship. And I think where people mess up here is they see dishonesty. 
but then they make excuses for it. You know, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal, or it was just a white lie, or this is something, it's not a pattern in their life. But really, I think it's important to make note of these things. When you're seeing dishonesty in your relationship and you're seeing it happen on a regular basis, making excuses is what ends up hurting you in the end. So honesty is something you not only have to give, but something that you've got to expect. And, and, and no, it's not too much to ask for someone in a relationship to be completely honest with you. I think that's not, too, not, not only is that not too much to ask. That's got to be the norm. That's got to be your expectation of a relationship. Number four, transparency. I'm not saying we're going to be perfect at all times. In fact, nobody is. And anyone who's claiming to be is probably lying about something. But here's the thing. Transparency is when you are able to say, hey, I messed up. Hey, I wasn't perfect. Hey, I really screwed up here. Hey, I hurt you. Hey, I sinned against you. And to be able to talk about that, you know, it's interesting people who are transparent with their downfalls and sins and struggles are usually more trustworthy than those who pretend like they don't have sins and struggles. Sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to share my struggles because I don't want to, I don't want this person not to trust me. So they hide their struggles, but that actually hinders trust more than just putting it out there when you've been wrong or putting it out there when you've messed up. That's what actually builds trust is transparency and getting really good at confessing when you've been wrong and talking through those issues. Lastly is time. Time is the other thing that builds trust. I mean, when you're seeing actions equal words, communication, honesty, and transparency, consistently over a period of time. It's one thing to see it for like a week, right? You can't really build a relationship on seeing these qualities for a week, but day by day over time, that's when you really see whether or not somebody is trustworthy because time is telling, but not time alone. Time with these consistent behaviors displayed in a relationship. And that's really what trust comes down to. And in order to be a fence, You've got to know what you're looking for. You've got to have these things in your mind. You've got to be able to identify the components of a healthy relationship and identify the components that build trust and then also identify when those components aren't there, when something's not adding up, be able to call it out for what it is, stop making excuses and expect change. That's the recipe for building trust in a relationship. And that's what it takes to become a person who is a fence, a healthy fence that lets the good people in and keeps the unhealthy ones out. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today. I hope this episode encouraged you and gave you some practical steps to take when it comes to your love life. And friends, please keep sending me all your relationship questions. I want to hear what you've got going on. Go to truelovedates.com slash love and relationships or send me your questions in voice memo form to deborah at truelovedates.com. If you're loving what you're hearing on this show, I invite you to check out my blog, truelovedates.com or either of my books, True Love Dates or Choosing Marriage and get serious about getting information that's going to help you get healthy and move you in the direction of healthy relationships. Help us get the word out about this podcast by leaving your five-star review on iTunes and then connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at True Love Dates and give me a shout out. 
I'm Deborah Faleda, and it was so great being together again today. And I can't wait to chat with you next week. Take care. Thank you.